Thank you for being here. If you have your Bibles, I want you to open to the book of Acts chapter 12. The book of Acts chapter number 12. Hallelujah. Just want to share a little something. <laughs> a little something tonight. Acts chapter 12 beginning at verse number 1. We'll stand for the reading of God's word tonight. Hallelujah. In Acts chapter 12, beginning at verse number 1, it says this. Now about that time, Herod the king stretched forth his hand. I want you to see the, 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 the symbolism of the enemy, okay, of the devil. About that time, Herod the king stretched forth his hands to vex certain of the church. Anybody, anybody understand that in the spiritual realm? of how, how the enemy tries to vex. I, it, I don't have time to really go there, but it said certain of the church. Because not maybe not everybody's a threat. I'll leave that alone. Pastor Lee can preach that. Or Jordan, or somebody. Amen. Good to see Jordan tonight. The king, Herod, stretched forth his hands to vex certain of the church. And he killed James, the brother of John, with the sword. And because he saw that it pleased the Jews, he proceeded further to take Peter also. Then were the days of unleavened bread. This is the Passover time. It's, it's, it's around Easter time. We'll see that in a moment. And when he had apprehended him, he put him in prison and delivered him to four quaternions of soldiers to keep him. That is four groups of four soldiers, each 16 soldiers. For one man, for a preacher, for a preacher, for a preacher, 16 soldiers to keep him intending after Easter to bring him forth to the people. And I want you to notice this verse. This is, this is what got me. This is what grabbed me. Verse 5, Peter, therefore, was kept in prison. And I love this. But prayer was made without ceasing of the church unto God for him. That's powerful. Let me say it again. Peter, therefore, was kept in prison. But prayer, but prayer, not crying, not weeping, not feeling sorrowful, not being pitiful, but prayer was made. Wasn't just talked about, wasn't just thought about, wasn't just, it was made without ceasing. We're not going to quit, we're not going to stop, we're not going to give up. But without ceasing of the church, it's, it's our responsibility. But it, we're praying unto God for him. They were praying for Peter. So James had been killed, Peter had been arrested, Herod said, I'm going to do the same thing. I mean, it looked impossible that he would not meet the same fate that James had met. And we know in the story, God supernaturally delivered Peter. I'm not going to get into all that because this verse is where I really want to camp tonight. And we know that God got him out. But, but the key, the turning point, the hinge was this verse. But prayer was made without ceasing of the church unto God. For him, man, that's a mouthful. That's a mouthful. That's a spiritual mouthful, but it's powerful. And, and, and so, so what they did is they began to pray and get in the way of Herod's intentions. And so I want to talk to you tonight. I want to talk to you tonight on this subject. I want to talk just, just a little while, just a little while. I want to talk to you tonight on the subject. I'm here to interfere. I'm here to interfere. I'm here to make sure that what the enemy thinks he's got a clear path to do, that what he doesn't count on is somebody stepping in the way. Amen. I'm here to interfere. Father, we thank you tonight for your presence, your glory, your goodness. We thank you for your word. Your word is life all by itself. 
whether it's read, whether it's preached, whether, whether it's uh, read silently or out loud, but Lord, we thank you tonight that you allow us to speak it and to declare it. And Father, we know that it's going to change people's lives tonight. Do a work in our hearts, O oh God, tonight. We will thank you. We will bless you. We will praise you. We will honor you for it, O oh God. And Father, we'll give you all the glory for what is done. For we ask it in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen and amen. Turn to your neighbor and just tell him, I'm here to interfere. I'm here to interfere. I'm here to interfere. <laughs> I'm here to interfere. Amen. There's often been reference made over over time uh, as to the, if I can say this, and please hear my heart tonight, not condemnation, observation as to the inconsistency that exists between how much many times we as believers talk about prayer and then how much we actually pray or maybe how little we pray. It's very much talked about. We do recognize that it's needed, it's necessary, it's biblical, it's, there's a command to do it. We got the Lord's Prayer. I mean, there's a lot of teaching in Scripture about, about how we should pray and, and the effects and the benefits of praying. There, there, there's all of the, and there's different prayer, the prayer of agreement. If any two of you should touch and agree as, as touching any one thing, it shall be done. If, if someone's afflicted or sick, let them call for the elders, anointing with oil, and the prayer of faith shall save the sick. We know prayer works because the Bible says the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. We know that prayer is necessary. We know that prayer is needed. We know that prayer is a command and instruction. We know that it has great benefit, and we talk about it a lot. But many times, if we will look at it honestly, we, will, we can see that we talk about it just sometimes more than we actually do it. I'm going to make an observation. I'm going to make an observation. I've been in a lot of churches in my lifetime. It would take 20 minutes to take up prayer requests and two minutes to pray over. Now, we've talked for 20 minutes about how we need to pray. And I know that not every service is a prayer service. I get that. I get that. But, but how, how, how often we are tempted to just think that talking about it or mentioning it, it is all that we have to do. Praying, pr listen, prayer is a warfare. Prayer is a battleground. Prayer is work. Prayer can be hard. Prayer can be difficult. Prayer can be inconvenient. Pr prayer, prayer will push you. The call to prayer will push you. And, 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 and so, so all, of, all of that being said, uh, I, I make the observation tonight that, that many times we, we talk about doing it more than we actually do it. You know, out of the Azusa Street Revival that, that was back in, in the early 1900s, 1906, Azusa Street, there were several prophecies that came out of that of, of predicting or prophesying the, the, the conditions that may exist, that would exist in the church in general speaking uh, uh, in in the last days that would characterize in the last days there was there was words like uh, how that there would be an emphasis uh, on spiritual gifts over the lordship of Christ it wasn't discounting spiritual gifts but but if the spiritual gifts aren't operating with an understanding within the lordship of Christ then it gets crazy and it gets kooky it gets weird it's get out it gets out of order and, and, and there, there was another word that came about about uh, how there'd be this emphasis on power over top of righteousness. You know, we, everybody wants the power, but where's the people that say, I want to be righteous? Because the righteousness is what the power comes upon. And, and, and so there was another word, there was another word, a prophetic word out of Azusa Street Revival that said that there, and, and please hear it tonight, it's not being critical of one or the other, there would be an overemphasis on praise to a God that people no longer pray to. Now, the emphasis on praise, we praise for 45 minutes tonight. And we're not trying to overemphasize that. He is worth every praise he gets and so much more. The, the prophetic words show that what it is is, can I, can I just say it? I'm going to skip ahead because I, I, I just got to, I just got to, here, here's what, here's what the, wor the prophetic word was saying, is that there would be an overemphasis on praise to God that people didn't spend time with anymore to really talk to him or to get to know. Like, like Pastor Lee was preaching the other day out of Psalms. 
that, that Israel knew the works or the acts of God. Moses knew the ways of God. And, and so you praise him for his works, but Moses said, I know his ways. I know him. I've spent time with him. Moses went to the mountain. Moses spent time with God. Moses came down with the glory on because he had been with God, not just because he had stood at the foot of the mountain and said, you worthy, you worthy, you worthy, you worthy. You know, they, they pick on me because I, I get to singing and I sing the same chorus like, you know, 17 times. They're like, are you going to sing this, 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 this? And I was like, yeah, and then I'm going to sing all that over, and I'm going to sing that over, and I'm going to sing that over, and I'm going to sing that over. I was like, I can't tell you how many times I'm going to sing that. It just ain't in me. Because once it gets a flowing, it's just like a, a well springing up, and I can't, I can't shut it off. I can't seem to cap. Come on, I can't seem to cap this well, and I don't want to cap the well. I want the well to spring up. I want the water to flow out. And, and, and so, so what people, what what I see in that word is, is that is that people would try to use praise, and, and I say this with all due respect. You know how I feel about praise, but they would try to use praise to replace prayer. But I've found that you cannot praise him enough. You can't read enough, praise enough, worship enough, shout and you know. I mean, I've heard it all. Shout it out. You know, you just got to shout it out. And that's all great and that's all well. But it doesn't replace prayer. Let me just say it plainly. There is no replacement for prayer. There's just none. There's none. Let me say it like this. God healed Donnie. Not just because we praised but because we prayed. Because somebody got in the way. Got in the way of the cancer that tried to spread through his body. Come on. God, God, deliver, God delivered Sarah. God delivered her. Why? Because, not just because we worship, not because of a particular song, not even because of a particular sermon, but because we prayed. We got in the way of what the enemy tried to do. And so there is no there is no replacement for prayer. I, I, this is what we did for Donnie. It's what we did for Sir. It's what we've done for Pastor Lee. It's what we're still doing for Pastor Lee. I remember the night. I don't know October, November. I don't even know what it was. He was sick. He he couldn't even come back on a Sunday night. Man, we got up in here. I'll never forget that night. And man, we just prayed. We just prayed. We just prayed, and 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 started turning the corner. Little by little by little by little by little by little by little. But 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 we prayed. It's what we did for Abigail. We prayed. Come on, we still prayed. Still 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 standing in the way. Amen. It's what we did for Paul and Alicia and Elena. It's what we still doing, but it's what we did last summer into the fall. We got in the way. We said death is not going to prevail here. We're gonna stand in the way. And we're going to pray, and we're going to declare, and we're going to decree. Come on, it's what we're doing for little gray bear. I will not, I will not let that sickness have free reign and a free access. I will stand in the way. Come on, we will stand in the way. And, 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 and it's, it's what we're doing for Lindsay's dad. <laughs> I mean, I just thought of all this. It's what we're doing for Buddy. Standing in the way. We're standing in the way. We're interrupting. We're interfering. We're we're getting in the way of that and saying, devil, you will not have free reign. And, and 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 so 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 I said, I said I said last last Sunday I was I was going home and uh, the Lord spoke a word into my heart that really just kind of captivated me all week. You see, see, all all of us are praying for something. All of us have something on our heart. All of us have something we need God to intervene in. Come on. Anybody got something you need God to intervene in? I mean, absolutely definite you need God to intervene. And all of us, bring, whether it's for healing, deliverance, salvation, favor, victory, whatever, all of us are praying for something or should be praying for something. And, and make no mistake, I said it, prayer is a battlefield. Prayer is warfare. We see it in Acts 12. We see it in Ephesians 6. You know, when he mentions all the armor and and the shield and the helmet and all that, the very end of that, we, we, we leave it out someday. It says, praying always. Come on, praying. It's a part of the war. It's a part of the battle. It's a part of your weaponry. And Ephesians says to pray with all perseverance. Amen. Perseverance. Amen. 
I, I remember hearing about the African cheetah, uh, who is it's very quick. It can, it can run up to 60 miles an hour. That's fast. That's faster than I can run, y'all. All right, just make sure you're paying attention. That's about, that's about 59.9 miles an hour faster than I can run. <laughs> I can bounce a little faster. But anyway, we won't get into that. And I'm, no, I'm not going to demonstrate either. But here's the thing. The cheetah can run real fast, but the cheetah has a, 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 an improportionately small heart. And if it does not catch its prey quickly, it has to quit running, give up the chase, and lose the prey. And, and, and can I tell you that if we're not careful, we as believers, when it comes to prayer, we have small hearts. And if we don't get something quick, we just kind of like back up and kind of, ah, well, you know, I gave it a shot. But man, let, let me tell you, what God's wanting to do is that breath that we was talking about, that he wants to breathe, he wants to enlarge your heart, he wants to strengthen your heart. That's why we're to hold up the hands and hang down, strengthen the feeble knees. You need strength in your heart. Why? Because you're going after something and you can't let it get away. You can't let the enemy have his way. you got to pursue. you got to go after it. you got to go get it and not give up on it. And even if it doesn't happen quickly, you got to be able to stay in the chase. Stay in the chase. Stay in the chase. Turn to your neighbor and tell him, stay in the chase. Stay in the chase. Now, I, I, I found, so, so so I'm getting to this word that the Lord spoke to me the other, night, uh, the other day going home from, from here, Sunday. I found that there's two times that we can get discouraged in the process of praying. Number one, we can get discouraged when we do not receive our answer, especially in the time or how we think that God was going to do it. If it didn't come when we thought it was going to come, we get discouraged. If it didn't come how we thought or in the fullness of it that we anticipated, that we're looking for, we can get discouraged. And so when, when the timing is off, when the timing is off, and, 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 and so, so I, I, I get that. But here, here is the other time we can get discouraged. This is how evil, diabolical, and sinister the enemy is. The other time that I've found that people can get discouraged is not just when their answer doesn't come, they can also get discouraged when somebody else's answer does come. Because here's what the enemy is that The enemy does not want God to get any glory at all. So he will try to use somebody else's deliverance to discourage you. He'll use their victory in their situation to try to whisper at you and say, well, what I'm talking about. Wonder what, wonder what. Well, they, they, they prayed for Donnie for two years, but you've been praying for two decades. Amen, lights. I know what the enemy does. And, 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 la and last Sunday, this past Sunday, when I left here, I was going home, had my nephew, and we went to eat, and he wanted to ride home with me. And, and, and so, because we had drove separate that morning because I'd come to practice the, the music stuff. And, and, and when we... <laughs> When we were going home, he, he's back there eating ice cream. That's why he wanted to ride with me because I buy him ice cream. Some, some of y'all look like y'all want to ride home tonight. But anyway, bring your own money and it's a deal. <laughs> so, so here's the thing. I was, he's back there eating his ice cream. And the Lord just speaks to me out, out of the blue. And he said, tell them discouraged by someone else's deliverance. Do not be discouraged by somebody else's deliverance. It is, do you get that? Do you see what I'm saying? That because, because, because sometimes, you know, he'll, he'll, he'll come at us, he's so evil, trying to take somebody else's victory to make you feel like more of a victim. Not only is this happening, now God's done it for them and not for me. Now, now I'm still stuck. I'm still hurting. I'm still, I'm still in this situation. And God moved on their situation. They ain't been going through it near as long as what well. I've been sick much longer than that. And God hasn't healed. And, and you can get discouraged by somebody else's deliverance and healing and victory. But I come to interfere. I come to interfere with that. I came to interfere with your discouragement. 
I come to tell you if you'll keep your eyes on God, if you'll put your heart and turn your heart toward him, the same God that healed Donnie, the same God that delivered Sarah, the same God that's moved for others, he'll move for you. He'll deliver you. He's, he has not forgotten you. He has not forgotten your situation. He has not forgotten your circumstance. He is not ignoring your prayers. In, in Acts 12, in Acts 12, Peter was in prison. I love this. Peter was in prison. James had been killed. Peter had been arrested. Sixteen soldiers surrounded him. They said, he ain't getting out of it. It looked impossible. He is not getting out of this. And I love this. He said, Peter, therefore, was kept in prison, but prayer <laughs> was made. Without ceasing of the church unto God for him. But prayer was made without ceasing of the church unto God for him. And, and, and so Peter's in prison, but prayer. Now listen, I, I've heard messages. Pastor Lee may preach it. I, I, I've, I've preached messages like this before. And I've even used this title. And I've heard others use the title. And, and, and we'll preach a message that's called, called, but God, but God, you know, I was on my way to hell, but God, I was sick, but God, I was in trouble, but God, I was, you got to get that gruff, you know, rah. the word God has to have 13 syllables, God, that's when it's really anointed, God, <laughs> I'm sorry, no. I ain't preached for two weeks, I'm just enjoying myself. So, 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 what, so, what, so, don't, don't act me on when he's over there saying, so here, here's the thing. So, so, so it, it said, but God, but that's not, that's not the part of the equation that comes first. It doesn't say Peter, therefore was kept in prison, but God, it said, Peter, therefore was kept in prison, but prayer before there was a but God. There was a but prayer. Prayer went up. Prayer was prayed. Prayer was made without ceasing of the church unto God for him. And, and, and let me just encourage you, they're looking for a but God. Do not skip the but prayer. And, and here's what I promise you. Here's what I pledge to you. Tonight, we will not try to skip ahead in your situation to the but God. We will gather in just a moment, and we will but pray. We will pray. We will call on God. We will seek Him. We will cry out to God. Amen. And, 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 and so, so before God, before God was intervening, the church was interceding. Are you hearing me? And, and, and so, or we might say, they were interfering. Amen. Before God started steering the situation in a new direction, somebody was interfering. Amen. And, and, and in one sense, the word intercession, it's what intercession is all about. They interceded for him. And, and the word intercession means to pray on behalf of. To pray on behalf of. But this week while I was studying... After the Lord spoke that to me, I began to look, began to pray, began to seek, began to study. And I came ac across a definition, biblical definition of the word intercession that really resonated with me and it really motivated me afresh and anew in interceding for people. The word intercession can actually mean to interfere with. To interfere with. So when I pray for Pastor Lee for what the enemy would want to try to do, for what how the enemy would want to hear. When I pray for him, I'm interfering. I don't say that proudly, arrogantly. I say that biblically. We are interfering. Come on. When Daryl laid down there in that hospital on a ventilator and, and, and it, it didn't look good and they flew in down there and it didn't look good, I want to tell you, we gathered and prayed. And you know what we did? We was interfering. We was interfering. Come on, we was interfering. And look at him now. Last Friday, last Friday I, I forget what they were singing at the altar call, and I heard this voice. 
I turned around, it was Daryl. You can't mistake that voice. And I thought, praise God, because just a few months back, it didn't look like that would happen. Amen. But somebody interfered. And, and, and so, and so we, we, we were interfering. When we're truly interceding, we're literally interfering in a situation. We are interfering with the enemy's plans. Here's what interfere means. To interfere is to prevent a process or activity from continuing or being carried out unhindered. It means to prevent a process or activity from continuing or being carried out unhindered. This is what we're doing. When we pray and interceding, we are interfering with demonic activity, with satanic activity, with a satanic process of that process of affliction or of discouragement or whatever the case might be, and we are preventing an evil and diabolical process from being carried out unhindered. We are getting in the way and interfere. Amen. We are interfering. Amen. Passages that we could go to, Ezekiel 30, uh, Ezekiel 22 and 30, the Lord said, I sought for a man among them that should make up the hedge and stand in the gap before me for the land. In other words, I was looking for somebody that would interfere. Judgment was coming, and he said, I needed somebody to interfere. Come on. This applies to our nation. This applies to our nation. Not everything that could come upon this nation is positive and good and godly and holy. There are some bad things that could come, but where's the people tonight who will say, this is still our land, and we will stand up and interfere. We're going to interfere. Devil, you'll not have our name. Not without a fight. Not without a fight. We will interfere. We will interfere. We'll interfere. Picture of that in Genesis 18, remember? Remember when Abraham, when Abraham was visited by the Lord, destruction was going to come on Sodom and Gomorrah? But Abraham's nephew Lot had pitched towards Sodom. And the Lord went by there and said, hey, destruction's come. And Abraham began to intercede. And you know what he did? He interfered. Abraham interfered. The Lord come there and announced, destruction's coming over there. And Abraham said, "Uh, Lord, if you found 50 righteous. And then he went on and he interfered some more. If you, if you found 40, if you found 30, if you found, and he went all the way down to 10. I don't know why he went down, didn't go down to one, but, but he went down to 10. And he said, if you, if you found, and, and because Abraham interfered, God provided a way of escape for Lot and his family. Come on. So, some of us have family members that need to escape some things. Somebody's got to interfere. Somebody's got to interfere we got to quit just observing and saying, boy, that's bad, boy, that's bad, that's bad. They in bad shape. That's just bad, bad, bad. Ooh, ooh. Well, somebody's got to step up and say, you know what, I can't let that go on. I, not unhindered, not without a fight. Not in, I've got to get in the way of that. I've got to stand in the path of that. I've got to keep that from having free course and free reign and free access. Somebody's got to stand up and interfere. What about Moses when his sister Miriam became leprous? In Numbers chapter 12, she could have easily died. But, and, and, and she had criticized Moses. That's why the leprosy came. And, and, and when she became leprous, Aaron said to Moses, don't let this happen. Don't let her die. And the Bible said Moses cried unto God. And he said, heal her now, O Lord. And Moses interfered. And God healed her because Moses said, I'm getting in the way of that. I'm not, come on, are you hearing me? I'm not going to let that, I'm going to stand in the way and I'm going to interfere. You go to the New Testament, there's all kinds of things in the New Testament. But I I love the fact, I don't have time to preach all of it, unless y'all want to. (laughs) But, but, But what about Matthew 15? When a woman came to Jesus on behalf of her daughter, interceding. For her daughter, who the Bible said was grievously vexed of a devil. She's like, I'm desperate. I don't know anything else to do. There's nothing that seems to help. And first Jesus seemed to ignore her. And, and she kept crying after him. And, and, and the disciples got aggravated. Of course, they thought it was about them. She crieth after us. They, she didn't ask for y'all. She asked for Jesus. She's after Jesus. 
And, and, and they said, she's crying after us. And Jesus it is not me. Take the children's bread and give it to the dogs. And she's like, oh, but even dogs get the crumbs from the table of the master. See, in essence, said, I can, there is so much power in the bread that if you just give me some crumbs, the crumbs have deliverance. Come on. The same thing in the bread and the loaf is in the crumbs. Come on. The wheat, the eggs, the all of that, is, if it's in the loaf, it's in the crumbs. Just give me the crumbs and the crumbs will be enough. Jesus said, man, I ain't seen faith like this ever. You know what that woman was doing? She was interfering. She was interfering. She got right in the devil's way and said, over my dead body. Over my dead body. You will not take out my child. You will not take out my girl. You might have had rule and reign up till now. I hadn't known what to do. But now that I know there's a man who has power over demons and devils and all of hell, she said, I'm going to him and I'm going to interfere with the enemy's uh, intentions and the enemy's plans. And, and, and maybe that's somebody in this house. Maybe you got a child or a nephew or a niece or, or a grandchild or, or somebody in your family that it seems like the enemy is vexing and, and the enemy is bound. Somebody Somebody's got to stand up and say, over my dead body, I'm going to interfere in that. I will not let the enemy have free rule and free reign. I'm going to interfere. I'm going to interfere. I'm going to interfere with that. I'm going to get in the way of that. I'm not going to let that happen. She was interfering in the enemy's plan for her daughter. She interfered in the process to prevent things from continuing down the current path. And Jesus healed her daughter because she interfered with the process. And man, I want to tell you, after hearing Adonis healing, Sarah's deliverance, and looking around, I mean, just at the miracles that God has done, I, man, I agree with Pastor Lee that, man, sometimes I just don't even think we get it. I just don't even think we get it. The great and mighty, powerful thing. I don't say that being ugly. I just don't know if we get I don't know if I fully get it. I mean, are you kidding me? Stage four cancer? In the leg or in the in the neck, in the arm, in, in the back, in the lung, in the liver, three months to live. We're gonna keep you comfortable, and here we are, almost two years later, and it's gone. Do you get that? Cause somebody interfered. Somebody interfered. A young life going the wrong direction and going there quickly, and a dad that desperately says I need help I need I'm, I'm standing I'm interfering but I need help interfering I need some people to interfere with me come on somebody and 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 that's kind of my my my, my heart of, 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 of my, my my hunger has just been re-energized because with with to be strengthened with expectation our expectation should be higher. Motivation to interfere through prayer with the against the plans of the enemy. We should be re-energized. And, and 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 as Pastor Lee was talking about invading the impossible, when we invade, we're invading to interfere. We're not in. We're not invading just to kind of have a look around and say, "Well, would you look at that?" We are. We are inter. We are invading to interfere in the process that is currently taking place. And if we're not, then we should. We've got to. We got to reacclimate. We've got to. Come on. We we we've got to. We got to reroute or something. We we got to refresh or something and 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 be there for the for the for the right thing for the right thing for the right thing. We got to interfere. We got to interfere. Got to interfere. Let me let me let me show you a vivid example of this. Vivid example of this. Back in the Old Testament, in Second Samuel. Second Samuel chapter twenty one. I want to show you this. Second Samuel chapter 21, in just a moment. In, in this passage, there was a famine in the land. And it, it was because of something that had happened when Saul was king. He had, he had, you know, not treated some people right called the Gibeons. And there was a famine in the land. How many knows that sometimes when the punishment or the effect of, of a wrongdoing doesn't come immediately... But, but it had caught up with him. David is now uh, over the land, and, and he's now king. And, and, and yet they're suffering for something that Saul did and not treating them right. And, and, and the Lord said, this is why this is going on. And he says, okay, I've got to try to make it right. And, and so what, whatever you believe about uh, how they handled that, 
this is a different culture, different time, and all. But what they did is they gave seven men of Saul's house, seven of his descendants to the Gibeonites, and they said, we want those seven men, we want them, we want them hung. We want them executed. And they, and, they, and they hung them. That's really encouraging, isn't it? That's not my point. That's not my point. Within those seven, there was two, the Bible says, that were the two sons of a lady by the name of Rizpah. Rizpah. And this is what the Bible said, that, that the king took, in verse 8 of 2 Samuel 21, the king took two sons of Rizpah, the daughter of Aiah, when she bare to Saul, Armani and Mephibosheth. It was not the crippled Mephibosheth. And, 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 and five others, and, and, and he delivered them into the hands of the Gibeonites, and they hanged them in the hill before the Lord. And they fell all seven together and were put to death in the days of harvest, in the first days, in the beginning of the barley harvest. Now, this is important. So at the beginning of harvest season, this is what began to happen, and they were hung there. Now, watch. The Bible says this in verse 10. And Rizpah, the daughter of Ai, took sackcloth, spread it for her upon the rock from the beginning of harvest until water dropped upon them out of heaven and suffered neither the birds of the air to rest on them by day nor the beasts of the field by night. So watch. Here's, here's what she did. In other words, this, this woman, her two sons are part of these seven and under her, for her two sons were hung. This woman, for approximately five to six months, from beginning of harvest to the rains fell. Five to six months. She is there, got her sackcloth, spread it upon a rock, and the Bible said that she would not suffer the birds that would come down, the birds of prey to come down to devour the bodies of her sons. She would not let them rest upon them by day, nor the beasts of the field that would come at night. She would not let the beasts have free access to her sons. Are you with me? So, She's like, the birds aren't going to eat them. The beasts aren't going to eat them. No. So watch this. Rizpah, okay? We need the spirit of Rizpah because Rizpah, here's what she did. First of all, she took sackcloth. Sackcloth, okay? This ain't sackcloth. This would be my sackcloth. She took sackcloth. Sackcloth is, is a type of repentance. It's also a type of intercession. Many times prophets, when they would pray, when they would seek God, they'd put on sackcloth. When there was a time of repentance, it would be sackcloth and ashes. But they would take sackcloth. Daniel, even in Daniel chapter 9, verses 3 and 4, talks about how when he prayed and he sought the Lord, he put sackcloth on. He did it with sackcloth, with fasting, and he, he began to seek the Lord. And so, so she took the sackcloth. She took her intercession. Are you here? Are you here? So she took her intercession, right, and she spread it on a rock. Okay? So she, she based her intercession on a rock. And, and, and she said, I'm not letting the birds, I'm not letting the fowls of the air, they're not, they're not, they're not going to land, they're not going to land here, they're not going to land here, they're not going to have my babies, they're not going to have them, these fowls, get out of here, you, you fowl, you, you bird of prey, you get out of here, and at night, night. She's doing this during the day, and at night, beasts of the field, and here she is, wolves, whatever else might have come, and she's got her sackcloth. She's got her intercession, and she's like, no, you won't. No, you won't. No, you won't. You're not going to feed on my family. Come on, I wish somebody here. You're not going to feed on my family. You're not getting a meal out of me. You're not getting a meal out of them. No, 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 no. You know what she's doing? She's interfering. She's interfering. She was interfering. And she said, she, she got her sackcloth and she got up on the rock. So watch this. Sackcloth is intercession. The rock is who? Jesus. It's Christ. Come on. He was the rock in the wilderness. He's the chief cornerstone of the church. He's the, he's the foundation of the wise man's house. Come on. Everywhere you see him, he's the rock. He's the firm foundation. You got to put your intercession not on your feelings, not on a doctor's report, not on a banker's report, not on a lawyer's report. You got to get on the rock. You got to get on the rock. You got to say, no, 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 no. Thus saith the Lord. Thus saith the Lord. Thus saith the Lord. When little gray bear, here's why I've been doing this week, Pastor Lee. When little gray bear went back for a test and, and, and the numbers wasn't quite what. Man, you know what I was doing? 
ain't, ain't even my family by blood, but my family by heart. And I said, no, 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 no. You're not having a meal, devil. I'm going to interfere. I don't know if I can stop everything, but I'm going to hit me a bird or two, I bet you. I bet you I'm going to hit a beast. Or, I bet you me and that wolf's going to tango. I bet we're going to have something going on because you will not. You will not. You will not. You will not. You will not have free access. You will not because I'm going to interfere. And she, she took her sackcloth and she was on the rock, spread on the rock, firm foundation. See, you can't, you can't base your intercession on your feelings or even sometimes on your thoughts because your thoughts will be everywhere. Your feelings will be everywhere. Sackcloth was rough. Sackcloth was uncomfortable. Some degrees of intercession is, is not done in comfort and convenience. It's rough. It's uncomfortable. It'll move you in immeasurable ways and inconvenient and uncomfortable places. But she took her sackcloth and she spread it on a rock on Christ because she said, I'm tired. It's hot during the day. It's cold at night. I'm sweating in the day. I'm shivering at night. But I got a purpose. I got a reason. I got motivation. My babies, my children, I will not let the birds of prey come on. The fowls of the air come, Jesus said. The fowls come to steal the seed of the word. The fowls represent demonic spirits. The beasts of the field, the field in the parables in the New Testament, the field is the world. It's the ways and the character and the traits of the world that come against us. And she said, I'm going to beat the birds. I'm going to beat the beasts. I'm not going to let them have free access. I'm going to push them back. I'm going to fight them. And she's there interfering. She's there interfering. Not five minutes. Not five days. Five weeks, five months, five months. She didn't have no African cheetah heart. Come on, she didn't have no African cheetah heart. I mean, she. Can you imagine that? Congregate, can I preach here a little bit? She didn't have a praise team. She didn't have a playlist. She didn't have an iPod. She didn't have YouTube. Hello. I mean, she didn't have any of the, the helps and the assets that we have access to. She, she didn't have an organist. And <laughs> she didn't have none of that. That's a sick organ, but you know what I'm thinking. She didn't have anybody, nobody motivating her. Nobody agging her on. You go, sister. You go. You go. You go. None of that. She out there by herself. Almost looked. Almost looked as if nobody noticed. And then the king. Then the king heard about it. It said, and they told the king. This woman. She'd been out there. I, I, I seen her at the beginning of the harvest. And, and, you know, I just didn't even pay attention. And, you know, them bodies are still hanging up there because they never got a proper burial. She's up there. And, man, I saw her up there two days ago. It's been five months, King. And she up there and she's beating birds. She's not letting those things devour the bodies of her son. She's interfering with the process that we come to pick apart. Come on. And, and devour. Come on. He showed the division where your adversary, the devil, walks about seeking whom he may devour. Well, that's God, Brother Keith. I'm blood bought, and he can't devour me. Praise God. That's good. It's marvelous. It's great. But not everybody in your circle. Not everybody in your circle is as protected. And 
who's going to stand up? That, that understands, I'm not worried about myself. I'm not considering myself. I'm just not going to let these birds and these beasts do this. I got, I got to hurry. I got to quit because I want, I want to interfere with some of y'all. I want to interfere with some of y'all. I want to get my sackcloth. Come on, I want to get my sackcloth. And I want to get your knee. And I want us to get up on the rock. Come on, somebody. I want us to get up on the rock tonight. And I want us to beat some birds and beat some beasts. I want us to go high. I want us to go low. I want us to go wherever we have to go and deal with whatever we got to deal with. But here's the point. The point is, is that she kept at it. And she kept at it and she said, I will not. I will not let this happen. I will not let this happen. And the king was told. And the king, the king intervened because Rizpah interfered. Amen. Amen. Hey, Jacob, can you, can you two guys come up here and help me just a minute? I know. I know. I know. One last thing. One last thing. I'm done. One last thing. I'll stand there and I'm going to knock you up. No, I'm just kidding. All right. One of you come here. One of you come here. One of you stand there. Okay. Both of you come here. Here you go. Here you go. Okay. So, so I want you to toss that back and forth. Toss it back and forth. Okay. Now watch. Now see, unhindered. Unhindered. Listen, we cannot allow the enemy to do this. Hello. We cannot allow the enemy to do this. We cannot allow the enemy to have free flow, free access, free reign. Just talk, come on, just toss whatever he wants to into your life. Toss whatever he wants to into your mind. Toss whatever he wants to into your family. Toss whatever he wants. We cannot let him just toss this back and forth. At some point, we got to interfere. At some point, we got to get in the gap. Come on, somebody. At some point, we got to get in the gap. At some point, we got to get in the way and say, no, 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 no. No, no, you will not have free access. This is not the way this is going to go. This, I'm going to stand in the gap. I'm going to stand in the way. I'm going to interfere in the process. And I'm not, I don't know that I can stop everything, but I'm going to try. I'm going to do my part to stop something. I'm going to, I'm going to stand in the way and not let the enemy have free flow to just toss into my life, my wife's life, my family's life, my loved one's life, my church's life. I will not let the enemy toss whatever he wants to into my church. I will stand in the way. I will interfere. You will not. You will not. You will not do whatever you want to, devil. Peter was kept in prison, but prayer was made without ceasing of the church unto God for him. And God intervened because praying people interfered. Amen. Come on, give God praise. Thank you, guys. Thank you, brother. Don't you take my football. So here's what I want to ask you tonight. What's the enemy tossed at you? They have an old saying, have an old saying, when, when it comes down to now you've got a decision to make, they'll say the ball's in your court. The ball's in your court. Now it's up to you. What are you going to do with it? So here's the thing. If you know, if you've seen what the enemy's tossed, now the ball's in your court. Now it's up to you to get in the way, to interfere. Come on, you it don't matter any sports and you can't you, in basketball you can't just let him go and 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 and, and get a free free look at the rim and, and 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 dunk on you come on i've been dunked on enough the devil's dunked on me enough i'm ready to stand in the way i'll draw a charge I'll, I, I'll get come on will anybody give up their body and say no you can hit me i don't care i'm just going to stand in the way this is not going to happen this is not going to happen i want you to stand to your feet would you is not going to happen. Yeah. 
don't know what's been tossed at you. I don't know what's been tossed into your life or into your heart, into your mind, into your thoughts. I don't know what's I don't know what's really going on for you. But that's not really the question. The question is, whatever's been thrown at you, the question is, are you going to just let it be passed? Let it be tossed? Let it have free access, free reign? Or are you going to interfere with it? I want to tell you something. I declare to the enemy tonight, and I declare to you tonight, I'm here to interfere. I'm here to interfere. Before we see a but God, we need a but prayer, but intercession, but calling out, but crying out, but we will seek God. And listen, I'm not talking about two minutes. I'm talking about an interfering that the, the Bible said that they prayed without ceasing, without ceasing for Peter. Now, they was kind of like we was with Donnie. <laughs> when Peter showed up, they kind of was, what? Really? I wonder if we took our sackcloth and got on the rock tonight and beat some birds and beat some beasts. I wonder what shocking, surprising work God might do in your life. That'll leave you saying, what? But here's the thing. Ball's in our court. Up to us. I'm here to interfere. I'm, I'm, I'm here. I'm here. No, 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 no birds getting free access. No birds getting free access. No birds getting free access. Jordan, I'm praying for you, buddy. No birds getting free access. No beasts getting free access. You're on my heart. You're on my heart. You're on my heart. Been the same way as Pastor Lee. He's on my heart. Beating the birds. Beating the beasts. Rizpa did what she did alone. Wonder what could happen if we all got together. Took our sackcloth. And got on the rock. No beast, no bird would stand a chance if we'd take our stand and interfere.